Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of She Runs Trails. I am your host, Elements of Daisy. Today we will be having a guest. Her name is Myra Lopez Garcia. She is a road runner, an ultra marathoner. She's ran Boston multiple times. She just recently ran her first 100 miler, which we will talk more about, which was real back in November. And she actually um, finished this race under 24 hours, being her first 100 miler. So I'm super excited to bring her on to learn more about her, learn more about her style of training, more learn about her history um, with food. Um, she does have some history with um food a food disorder um so i want, want to learn more about that learn more about how she really what she does to kick ass so um i'm gonna share a few photos of her thank you for joining us today um here's myra after completing boston marathon um a few years ago i'm not sure it was 18 or 19 but it was before um COVID, so before the pandemic then we have here another picture of her this is her with her fiance who um, helps and protects our forest with the fire. So it'll be interesting to know how does she do that. I know that sometimes when he's out in the forest um, fighting fires, she's out home worried about him. So that is his her fiance. And it'll show one more picture of her. And this is her running her first hundred mile reel back in november which um she's it was funny because i was reading her post and she was saying like how that smile really like it was pretty much the whole way throughout the her whole journey so we're gonna learn more about uh, what made it a, gr a great race for her so without further ado let's bring on myra and if you guys have any questions um you guys could just put in the com in the comments below or in the box in the question box below let's see if we can Bring her on. Mm. Hope you guys enjoyed your Valentine's. Oh, hey, Myra. How are you guys? Good. Long time no see since Saturday. Since Saturday, right? <laughs> How was your guys' Valentine's? I didn't do anything. Well, I just stayed home yesterday, but we celebrated over the weekend. But it was it was nice. Nice. It's nice. Yeah, I said you guys went to dinner. You went to dinner with um, Jerry, right? Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mara, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into trail running? So, I've been running since I was 17. So, I ran in high school and I ran in college. And in college, um, my coach and the assistant coach, which small world in the running community he is now my coach again we found each other and we connected years later they've always taken us to the trails so i've been running griffith park since i was 17 in college 17 18 um so they always said like you know run trails run trails so that you could get stronger for the road so but like into trails like like literally like 50ks and ultra running got into them was with actually Ruperto Romero and a few local runners that run at Griffith Park. They just took me under their wing after running um, several marathons and they encouraged to run a 50K, uh, which which Rich Chris went 50K um, here in Rich, Rich Chris, California. 
Um, and I recommend it to anybody that's running or trying to do their first 50K. It's mm -hmm. such a fun, runnable, like community race. You pretty much see everyone from LA in that race and it's just so fun. Um, but yeah, it was through Ruperto Romero, um, Jorge Pacheco, who like guided me into the, the ultras. And you, I noticed that you went from like running 50Ks for like, I guess five years or something like that, like from 2015, 16, like 50, it seems like 50Ks, marathons and 50Ks was kind of your strength, the short distance, you run them fast, you're a very fast runner. Um, how many times have you done Boston? I ran Boston physically twice, but I've qualified okay. five, six times. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to go back this year. I'm like, ugh, like, should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Should I not go? Because I have Western States. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if I go, it's going to be fun. Literally, I'm going to be that person waving, you know, saying hi, <laughs> um, just running and having fun throughout the course. Um, because it'll be a training run. It won't be something I can race because I don't want to risk it. But I'm still on the, on the, I'm edgy about it still. So I do want to go, um, but we'll see. <laughs> and how do you do it? Like, how do you decide? So have you, do you prefer ultras than road runs? Or are you kind of like, like pros and cons for each? You know what? It's, it's funny you ask that because somebody just asked me that question, like, what do you like more or what do you prefer more mm -hmm. but to balance it i really love both it's hard for me to even describe or like to tell you what i like more because it's i, I want to say it's mutual i love the grind of going hard and feeling that pain of going a hard pace in a marathon and i also love the pain of a long distance run mm -hmm. like you know 100 miles it's, uh, 58 mile or 50k I mean or just climbing but both I I enjoy both so it's very hard to answer that question because I love both and how, how do you manage training for both like do you put them in the same calendar year calendar year do you kind of because I noticed that you were kind of running the 50ks like for five six years mm -hmm. and then just recently last year you decided to do you jump from all right i'm gonna run my first 50, well it was what a 90k so like 56 55 miles i can't i can't do conversion math in kilometers 50, but 58 miles 58 miles so you jump from a 50k to a 58 miles and then you're like this same year a few months later you're like i'm gonna do 100 milers so you don't you don't do 50 milers for like five six years and in one year you're like i'm gonna do a 58 mile and i'm gonna do 100 mile like no. what what, it, what inspired that decision or why did you decide to go for it? So, you know, at the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was scared of the distance. So I, I stuck to 50Ks. I just, I stayed in the 50Ks. And you know what? I love supporting Jerry. So when he was doing 50 miners, 100 miners, my support, I, I love supporting him. So it's so much that I was like, nah, one of us could run 100 miles. Like, it takes so much time, mm. you know, with work, with everything. Um, I felt like we needed to balance it. And it really wasn't, it was something that I didn't picture myself doing. I would tell people, oh, no, that's for crazy people. Or like, <laughs> no, no. One, one of us will do it. And, like, he could do it. You know, I did not picture myself doing it. Um, but listen, last year, I just... I said, why not? You know, I've been doing 50Ks for five years. Like, I need more. I think I was getting, I wasn't getting bored, but it was like, okay, 
50 Ks, 32 miles, I feel like I could do more. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the right time. Um, so out of a wing, I just told Jerry, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to train for my first 50 miler, which was originally uh rich, rich route 50 miler, mm-hmm. but with the fires and with the pandemic, it kept mm-hmm. getting canceled. So then we saw the opportunity to go out to Arizona and um, I signed up for Whiskey Basin. So mm-hmm. we were on the waiting list and we got in. And with fire season and everything, um, like was only able to do it, I think it was in April, if I remember correctly. So it was before fire season and I wanted to share that experience with him. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, like, let's do it. Why not? So we both went to Arizona and, and we did it. And it was fun. <laughs> and it, did you decide after you did the 58 miler um, to sign up for the 100 miler? Or did you do the 100 miler first, signed up for the 100 miler first? And then like, okay, I need, I need something in between, like a training. Daisy, I never imagined in my wildest dream that I was going to just jump into 100 milers after that race. But... <laughs> I finished that race I knock on wood maybe beginner's luck I don't know I felt so good like so good the smile you see for real is the same feeling I had for whiskey basin like and then I met a, a lot of people throughout the run like while we were running and you know it's a long way so you get to meet other people and they make it easier even though you're racing um but yeah it was it was it was fun like it was fun. <laughs> I'm crazy, but I feel good. So I know that I got good training because I felt really good. And when I finished, like even Jerry's like, you look too good. Like, are you like, why do you like, you know, cause he didn't have the, the, the greatest run because he had just mm-hmm. like fire season and like not much training. And he's like, like, you look good. I'm like, I feel good. Like I could keep going. So then you know, a couple months, not even probably a month or a little less. I said, maybe I could do my first hundred this year. If I felt this good, mm-hmm. maybe I should just do it. If it like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> but I did not sign up and I didn't tell anyone because I feel like once you announce it, the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't say anything just to my close friends. I trained like I was running for a hundred. Um, I did the, the workouts. I got in the mileage um but i didn't say anything and i literally signed up two weeks before the race <laughs> oh wow yeah. so you, you had it in plan so how did you determine your training do you go base your training based on jerry's experience kind of do you pick his brain because he's done so many hundred milers and he's been very successful at hundred milers do you kind of or do you have a coach um, that helps you with your training plan? Like kind of how did you because I'm road running and ultra running is very different. Training looks very different. Um, like how, how did you go about like how did you know where, what to do? So it's funny because many people know the story. So when Jerry got into into like the ultra running, I was the one coaching him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but- He's so talented and so, you know, so good that once he got to that level, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, and that's when, when he met, like, we, we all met, like, Dominic Pacheco. So they took him under his wing and, you know, they, he just took off from there. Um, but his second year, he, he hired a coach. Um, and um, I kind of, not mimic, but I, like, 
read his notes, read the mileage. So I actually did my own, my own uh, training plan. Okay. Uh, I have a coach, Coach Armand, which is great. Like I said, he was my college assistant coach and we reconnected because of running. So he's my coach when it comes to speed. So when I train for ultras, I also do speed workout. That is nothing, that's something I do not stop doing because mountains get us slow. So we slow down. Mm -hmm. It's a lot slower than road. So I keep my, my training going. Every Wednesday, I do speed. Um, so I do fartlets, I do temples, mile repeats, hill repeats, um, things like that. So that's my Wednesday routine. But yeah, I came up with my own like training log. Um, I did go off Jerry's uh, training log that his coach gave him, but I pretty much put together something that I was capable of doing. Mm -hmm. I don't overwhelm or burn out my body. And I was running, I started off with 60 miles a week, 70s, and I capped out at 100. Um, okay. But I just, I, I play around with it. If I feel like it's too low, because I know probably four weeks going into Rio, I had a panic attack. I was like, no, like I am not doing enough miles for a hundred miles. Like, what am I doing? So I, and that question, that thought though, like I'm not doing, and I think many of us feel that way of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Or we think that we need to do something, especially for first 50K or first like ultra, we feel like, oh, I have to run every day for 10 miles or I have to like, you know, it's, it's an extreme, right? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of ultra running is that it's really, you can, you can either do time, train time on your feet or you can train by mileage or you can train by very specific, less mileage, but very, very specific strategic uh, miling. Like what kind of made you, what kind of triggered that like from going from like, I don't know if I'm capable or if I'm, if I'm training enough or is this even like good enough for a hundred mile when realizing like, you know, you know what? I do have the training under my belt. I am capable of a hundred miler, which obviously you were cause you finished <laughs> under 24 hours. So. <laughs> so when, like when I had that like panic attack, like I literally like, mm, it's not enough training. I went back to my training and I was looking at, you know, what I have been doing. If it's enough, it's not enough. I'm that type of person that also likes to look at the routes, the elevation, you know, where, where's the hills, where are the hills, where am I going to climb, where's the flats. Um, so I try to find places to mimic the course and honestly, the PCT here in Palmdale, perfect for that race. Um, I was able to run 35, 30 miters um, just here in the PCT on my own because I would find the little stores so I would route out my map on Strava like what I was gonna run and I'd be able to hit take my debit card be able to hit the little stores don't support it like just a little eight stations huh yeah, like you know but no I think we all have different styles of training and I think that we all have our bodies able to take different type of trainings not everyone could run a hundreds not everyone could run 100 mile weeks, 80 mile weeks. We have to also acknowledge that, you know, running is fun. It's for mental health purposes. It's, it's not, we don't get paid for it. Like we're not pro athletes, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can't train properly because we're thinking about work because we have life, life situations going on. We just have life going on. Um, so, you know, it, it's just 
week by week, I would write down what the goal or what I expected to be doing. And if it wasn't done, it wasn't done. But I really tried to, to know my training. And how do you, I'm sure there's no matter how motivated, it seems like you have a lot of self-discipline, but, and I know you posted, cause I've been following you for a while. You post like, man, today I did not feel like getting out for a run or it was, especially those cold mornings as we were approaching Rio. It's like, I was not, you know, you even said it, you were like, today I didn't feel like it, but how do you push yourself from those mornings when you don't feel like pushing through? Like, what do you do? You know what? I think Jerry for that, because honestly, if you asked me a few years ago, let's go run at five in the morning, I would not get up. Oh, no, 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 no. I would not get up. I was more of a, let me go to work and then I'll run after. Um, but then he's so disciplined. He gets up at 4.30, 5 in the morning um, that I just, I mean, he would pretty much wake me up. So <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm up already. Let's just do it together. And that's how I started being consistent of getting up at 5 in the morning. If it's too cold, layer up, um, you know, and once you get up and start moving, you wake up, you'll get your body moving and you get up and, and going. And, you know, having his company helps because out here, um, I miss my friends, <laughs> but, um, you know, out here to Pondo is like, um, I run sometimes with my friend Denise, um, but if not, it's pretty much only on my own. So during the week, um, on my own and I just have to remember why I'm doing it and I tell myself either I suffer now or I'm gonna big time suffer later like the race so I just I get up I, I get up and I do it and having so I know you know you and Jerry I'm not sure how s similar pacing you are but when you guys run together do you guys kind of like, does he has like, I'm sure maybe he's training for something. You're training for something. You guys are probably in different training blocks. How do you guys kind of train together? Like, do you guys like do you, when you guys run together? How do you guys? Yeah. How do you guys run together when you guys are both in different training plans? How do you guys manage that? So like doing our easy, like his easy days, he'll run with me. Um, he's pretty supportive for if I need to do a tempo run, which is this easy run, he'll pace me. Um, which is great if we both have different workouts as long as we're there together and I know he's there that's perfectly fine so honestly like if I have to do it by myself and I have to grind it out and do it I will do it um, but it's just it's nice to have someone there especially at five in the morning you know when it's it, all like just to get out the door right like once you get to the truck okay fine you can leave me now I'll run by myself but just get me out the door together right there's a question down here let me see um let's see uh i think i cracked oh there you go what is the hardest thing of trail running what is the hardest thing of trail running for me yeah for you what's the hardest what you say is the hardest part of trail running running downhills i hate them really i am a strong i i, I consider myself a strong climber i hate downhills absolutely hate them <laughs> it's you know that's what i always tell people like because i'll be like oh i run slow and but like you have to find your strength like for me i'm the opposite i i'm working on my climbing because it's not i don't hate i've learned to embrace the climb i used to hate the climb and because i hated it so much i wouldn't practice it as much but then i realized like if i invest more time climbing I will, that's the only way you get better and i actually got slower on my downhills because i've been climbing more 
but I was like, it's okay. I can always pick it up on the downhill because I enjoy it, but it's like, let me work on the uphills. Um, but oh, interesting. So the downhills, are you scared of falling? Is that what it is? Are you just scared of going too fast and falling? Or? No, my hips, like they lock up for some reason. So I don't know. I, I try to <laughs> go, but it's just like, honestly, if I was in a race and it was the last 400 meters and on a downhill, <laughs> no, they'll probably <laughs> That's how I, I, I don't like them. And it's not the, I could run technical and I could, it could be a technical trail, but I just, I can't, I don't, for the life of me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> we have one more question here. Let me see. Okay. Uh, it's from Ro. During your training, uh, training or racing, do you schedule your calorie intake or do you determine by feel? How do you feel at the time? So when I go out to train, Let's say, for example, I'm going to go out for a 35-miler run. In the morning, I make sure I eat, like, a full meal. Either it's oatmeal with my – a full bagel or a bagel with my coffee. And, you know, I, I eat that before. But during my run, I make sure that I eat solid food. So I'm one of those that eat solid food. Um, I like the goose. I do take V-Fuel, my, my gel. But it's funny during my training runs, I don't try. I try not to use any of any gels, any anything like that. I like to eat, so I take PB and J's. Um, I like to eat that. I like to eat bobos. Um, I take liquid IV too. So I know a lot of people were like, "Really, you use that as your mix endurance mix?" Yes, that's like it's great. If you haven't tried it, it's great. I've tried it for all my races my 100, my 50, it has potassium, vitamin B, it has electrolytes, it works for me. Um, but yeah, during those runs, um, and just in general training, I do not watch my calories. I eat. If I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. During my training runs, um, when I do like self-supported aid station, I buy chips. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll take bites of my, my bobos, which is like a, a bar, or my PB&J. Um, and I, I try to intake as much calories and Coca-Cola. That's the best, best thing to have during an ultra. Like I look forward to Coca-Cola. Secret weapon, huh? The secret yeah. caffeine uh, drug. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how like, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, some people like, well, they'll pack their mile, their, their calories. Like, okay, if I'm going to be out there for five miles, for five hours, um, 200 calories or 250 per, per hour and then they multiply okay I gotta get about at least a thousand calories so you pretty much go based on feel and that seems to be working for you you see my, but Myra you're fast so you might not have to eat that lot because you, you can get through the miles quicker <laughs> that's the advantage right like well if you don't want to eat just run a little faster <laughs> so I think it goes both ways whether you're you're slower you're faster I think it's just smart for us to eat because we don't want fatigue later on in the miles we we want to just make sure that we're feeling good and we finish strong so in taking calories whatever it is that you use and whatever works for your body by all means just just take it but i try to do it every hour in 10 minutes i try to consume every hour in 10 every hour in 15 i won't do more than an hour in 30 um, and you, you really know your body too you know like like what how much to put into your body like you're not gonna go eat like 500 calories within an hour like you already know you could feel it how huh? you know your body and and talking about nutrition um and food i know that you two have a lot of 
history with your relationship with food, if you could talk a little bit more about that, how's your relationship with food has been, um, like as you were getting into running and or into sports, because I know you played sports in high school as well. So like, if you can kind of take us through that journey. So yeah, I suffered from anorexia for about two It wasn't long, thankfully. Um, I support a family and my mom and my coach who actually caught it when spoke to my mom and my teammates. They, they were the ones that caught it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just, food and I did not get along. I didn't want it for the wrong reasons. I didn't understand food, I guess, at the time. I felt like eating would make me gain weight. Um, so I try not to eat. I probably go all day with just one meal. Or like, yeah, like before leaving work uh, to school, to college, because I was at college at the time, I probably had one meal to sustain me for the whole day. And I would go around lying, saying I would eat when I wouldn't. Um, but then it started to catch up to me because I was getting constantly injured. And then um, I was feeling fatigued. And when my coach and my, my, um, my uh, college uh, friends caught it, um, it was towards the end of the season and I was just not performing. I was feeling fatigued. I was tired. Um, and then when we would go eat, they noticed like, I'll pick up my food and leave it. Oh, I'm full, but you didn't eat anything. Oh, I, I'm not hungry. So, you know, you become a, a good liar when you're going through that, um, through that cycle, through the type of anorexia or ED in itself. Um, yeah, I would weigh myself a lot. Um, when I would eat more than I thought I should eat, um, I would cry myself to sleep because I think I would think that I would get fat and like, you know, you know, gain weight. But like I said, I didn't have an understanding of food and food and I didn't get along. <laughs> but now it's a different story. Um, you know, like I said, it, it only took me two years. Thankfully, it didn't, it wasn't drastic to the point that I needed professional help. It was just with the assistance of my coach, my teammates, and my, my family who guided me, guided me throughout that transition or that period of my life. Um, so yeah, that, that was back in 2005, 2006. And do you feel like that has now more, like more in the present moment of ultra running, especially as you get faster or, you know, do you ever feel like or scared of ever going back to that point when you're eating like um, kind of either either eating too much or not enough or as an athlete, you know, we have to eat a lot, right? We have to eat a lot more, like you said, because it can lead to injuries or low energy. But do you feel like now do you struggle with either sometimes questioning if you're not eating enough or kind of like, no, this is too much and not necessarily may not even be an extreme like before, but do you feel like those kind of thoughts come and creep in and what do you do to kind of catch yourself and kind of push that away I think we touched a, a conversation on Saturday where like right now I'm like super chill taking it easy because the grind is going to get real in a couple of weeks for western states so I'm really not running so most I'm running right now is 20 to 25 miles a week so like I mentioned to you I know I'm recovered from anorexia, but that thought is always there. And I think if you ask anyone who's recovered from it, that thought's always there. Well, I'm not exercising. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to gain weight. You know, like that's my fear sometimes. 
but I know that if I do, it's gonna shit off with the training. Um, and honestly, I am a vacuum. <laughs> I eat everything and anything, of course, with some moderation sometimes, but I eat everything. Um, I don't stop myself from fueling because, you know, what we eat is, is what keeps us going. You know, that's what is, it's honestly, fueling is power, our food is power. Yeah, what, what, and just to wrap, kind of wrap this topic up, kind of like anyone who's struggling with their eating disorder, it could be from either overeating or undereating, like um, what, what advice or what words of, you know, any encouragement or anything that you would like to share with those individuals that are struggling? Because, you know, eating disorder is, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more common than we think. I feel like majority of us struggle at one way or the other where we're, you know, where we're sad, we eat, that's where I, I'm more on that end, like when I'm, I, when I'm stressed out, or very sad, like I'll overeat, like I'll, I'll kind of, that's kind of like, I'm addicted, I become addicted to food. <laughs> if I didn't run, oh, I would be a lot heavier. <laughs> yeah, so running. <laughs> so um, yeah, what words of encouragement would you like to share with those individuals? That it's gonna be okay. I mean, but we do have to. It's, it's an addiction. You have to accept it, though. You can let it, oh, you, you're going through through this, like, you need help. No, we have to accept it, because I knew I had to accept it in order to get help. Um, but it's going to be okay. I mean, you know, with the right balance with food and the right exercise, you will be okay. Um, you know, and you just have to keep going. You have to keep going. Thank you, Myra. There's a few more questions here. Let's see what. What's your favorite workout? Tempos. Tempos. Uh, and for I, those that don't know, can you explain what a tempo run is? So a tempo run is um, a little faster than your goal pace. So um, that's what a tempo is. And I just love it because I love that pain. Like mm. I love that pain where I'm going so like I'm going at my pace that my coach gives gives me, which is like a, a seven minute flat for whatever miles that day is, and I just love that burning sensation or like that feeling of wanting to give up, but you know that you know you have to keep going to to mm. like meet your goal because I honestly try I don't race my a water I try to like keep my goal paces like i'm so my mental like i want to do this at this time because this is what coach gives me not a second slower not a, a second faster i try to like maintain that pace but yeah i love temples i just love the burning sensation of my legs feeling heavy and like still pushing through like the last mile yeah oh road says who doesn't like it yeah i'm with you ro i don't i'm working on that right now i'm I'm working on getting uncomfortable i do not like that pain i like my heart rate to be below 150 140 something i want to be able to have a conversation <laughs> with you the whole way just cruising <laughs> if i can't if i'm running i can't talk to you i'm like ah but i but i but don't again the only way to get faster is to run fast the only way to get better in the uphills is to go the uphills the other way to get run better at the downhills is to run downhill so yeah, and it's, it, like, to anyone that, like, runs ultras or even wants to go a little faster, you don't have to do extremes. Like, I have a friend who's like, well, how do I get faster? 
you could start off with doing like minute minutes or like one minute faster than your heart rate and then one one jogging one faster one jogging or you have poles run to the pole fast and then slow down run to the other pole trust me that would help you and then little by little like do two minutes fast one minute slow mm -hmm. three minutes and one minute and then little by little you'll like see yourself running faster so anyone can do it <laughs> Yeah, so there's a different ways, right? We are we gotta find what works best for you. So, you've been ultra running for what now, like six six years, seven kind seven. of seven. Mm -hmm. Seven. What has seven. ultra running taught you? Ooh, the good pain, <laughs> <laughs> suffering. <laughs> yeah, the best. No, but that we are capable as humans in our body are capable to do so much more than we think we can. Um, if we train and we're consistent with whatever we want to accomplish, we can accomplish. Um, so ultra running and running itself have, have taught me just that. Like there's no stopping to anything. Like we could do it. Like anything we put our mind to it, we could do it. Like there's no shortcuts, right? There's no shortcuts, just a lot of hard work and dedication. Mm -hmm. And what advice or would you, so let's say you're, you're talking to Myra, she's running for her first ultra and, or getting into trail running. What are some lessons you had to learn the hard way um, through your experience of ultra running? Give your, your body some love um, because that's, I, I think we also touched the subject. I was off running for three, four months because of an injury. And I would not give my body the tender love and care that I needed. We do so much to our body. We, we grind so much. We put in miles, workouts, you know, we climb um, and we, we do so much. Um, a lot of people weight lift and cross train something I need to do um, that you need to give it some love. So, that is something that I will tell my old self, like get body work, get massages, stretch, weight train that I'm, I'm telling you, I struggle with weight training and it's a constant struggle that I go through, but I'm trying like literally now I'm trying, but yeah, like, and I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot with our lives work, you know, whatever personal life, life situations we're going through running. But yeah, I, I, to my old self, I would recommend like get the body work and cross train. That's something that I would add, add to, or tell my old self. So what do you do for recovery? Like what are your go-tos after long effort runs? Like let's say your long run, you did a 25 miler. Let's say you did it like last yesterday. What would be like, what will your recovery look like after your hard effort runs? So the long day or like literally after a few hours after my run, I try to do some yoga, some stretching. Um, and then I get onto my recovery boots. So I have um, recovery boots. I sit in it for an hour. <laughs> do you think they help? Do you really believe? Do you feel like they really help? I don't know if it's meant or not, but it they, does something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they better do something for what they're worth. <laughs> Yeah, I have the Theragun. Um, my boyfriend got me that last year, and he probably uses it more than I do because he's better at that stuff. But he tells me, like, I use it. I'm like, I know, I know. He's like, it looks brand new. <laughs> yeah, like, I have the Theragun. I recently bought cuppings. Mm. I'm, like, putting it on Jerry. Jerry does it on me. 
Um, and then I wear um, compression socks overnight to help me with compress my calves and my legs a little bit from the intense run that I had. But I also schedule bi-weekly. Like if I'm training for something, I schedule bi-weekly sessions with Rich at Vision for Enrichment so that, you know, my body can continue going with the mileage or the training that I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think people, some people are like, well, I don't need to go get a deep tissue massage. Like I'll just do it myself. But they don't realize like, no, you won't. When you're rolling or massaging yourself, you're not going to go as deep, as hard as someone else <laughs> doing for you. So it, it's, it's definitely, I feel like it's an investment people should look into really taking care of their body in that sense of like, um, I, I get body work on myself done too. So I, I highly recommend it. Jesse Luna said, do you think moving to Palmdale helps you with heat training? You did great in Arizona heat. But you know what, um, Jesse, I originally already love heat. So for those who know A&F, Angeles National Forest 50K and, and 60K, it gets up to 108. I love it. Like, I, I like it's so crazy because I feel like I thrive in the heat. Like, mm -hmm. I love it. I hate the cold. I hate it with the passion. I'm like... Mm, like I'm all layered up in the cold and in the heat like since we moved to Pondo we would run in the mornings anyway so we didn't feel like the the peak of the heat um so regardless if it was 100 I'll probably try running even though it's it's not the healthiest um but, but yeah uh I mean it's I think it's the same to be honest it hasn't changed much um from running the heat because like i said we were run we're out at 5 5 30 in the morning so by the time we're done is the sun's just what it's eight nine probably so it's not as hot um when i do need to train in the heat then i will go out there and run in the heat um so that i could be prepared for whatever the race weather is um but yeah i mean we are almost at almost at 3,000 feet here in Palmdale. So it's well, snowing too. Yeah, I saw you yeah. start with snowing. I was like, wow, it was <laughs> snowing there. that's crazy. So what are you, what have you done for heat training? Have you ever had like uh, some hot races where, you, where, where I know like, have you, did you ever, have you ever paced Jerry on, on Angeles Crest? Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> I thought I was sure. <laughs> it's funny because like for me, I see you as a really fast runner, but you probably like, I'm slow because then you compare yourself to Jerry. You're like, I'm slow. <laughs> like, well, for me, you're fast. <laughs> it's kind of like, but, um, but heat wise, like what are some tips or maybe some suggestions that you would, anyone training, heat training, what would you suggest or recommend for them to do? So I do three things. Um, when I get in my car, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people already know this one, but in my car doing really hot days, I put up the windows, I put on the heater, and I yanked it up. <laughs> so I'm like sweating in there, and I'm sure I look crazy, people looking at me sweating probably. Um, but I do that, one. Two, I go to the gym and get in the sauna. So, I try to increment the time that I'm in there. So like now I started heat training for Western States. So I'm going to the sauna. So the first time I'm like, okay, like 10 minutes, control your heart rate, keep it low or try to keep it low and then get out, drink water again, relax, maintain the heart rate, go back in again. If I could try to aim for a minute, two, three minutes longer than the previous time, then I do that. 
Um, and then I get out, I hydrate and that's it. I only go in and out twice because I don't want to do so much damage to my body. And then the third thing that I do, um, for example, ANF, when I would heat train for that race, because like I say, it gets so hot. Um, my friends and I would go during midday. Like, why are we going to go early morning when we already know that it's going to get hot? So we would go at 9 or 10 in the morning so that we could feel the heat um, and train in the actual heat. So that's another thing that we did. We would grind out the 20 miles, 25 miles in the heat. So it's kind of like stop training in perfect conditions because the race day doesn't care if it's snowing, raining, heat wave, no heat wave, like it's going to happen. So it's, it's you know, we got to get comfortable with training in different conditions to kind of get comfortable with the uncomfortable, huh? There you go. So, <laughs> so let's go back. So you, you went, you know, you, you did all these 50Ks, you did your 58 miler, then you signed up for the 100 miler. You were like, all right, two weeks before you decided I'm going to do this 100 miler to take us through that process. All right, let's go. Let's talk about Rio, your first 100 miler. And um, you did it under 24 hours. You were taught you were 10 women who finished and this is a really big race. So there's a lot of women. It's not a small 100 runner race. It's, it's a really big race. So um, walk us through that. How was Rio? Talk to us about Rio, your first 100 miler. And my birthday gift. Oh, your birthday gift. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> From Jerry, I'm like, only people who run would do this, right? Like, who would give somebody else that gift? So, you know, and it's funny that you, so the race, even like the two, actually the day that I, that I signed up, I was, my head was split. Like, my mind was just like undecided because I was also invited to do Salton Sea. And then... It was on the same weekend as real so i had like i would ask questions like people who like jerry and like other people who who run those type of races and some would say oh no do salt and sea like like the opportunities of you like even running bad water which i am not and it has not crossed my mind no um but then like and then the people that i would be in the team with was like damn like damn okay i could run with these people like they're good but then i stuck to my plan um, my coach was like, no, why are you going to change your plans when your plan was to run 100? So the day of my birthday, Jerry was like, okay, I'm, I'm purchasing it. I'm like doing it now. So he bought that for my birthday. And um, yeah, I signed up two weeks before. And even when I signed up, like I said, I didn't tell anybody. Um, and I just, I mean, I had already picked my crew months, of, months before the race, not even knowing that I was sure of it or not but hey I, I went to it and yeah Rio was was great it was it was everything that I asked for and more it was such a great experience from beginning to end and I have to thank my crew for it because I think that you know yeah we run it we are the ones that run the miles but it takes a team you know you know your crew um the body work everything comes together that day and it played out perfectly fine and then the weather couldn't have been any better as well um but yeah since the beginning to the end it was it was great and I know you like you were like smiling the whole way and then kind of you had to remind yourself I know you, I was reading your right your your write-up and you were like you know you had to run your own race like what does that mean like can you like you know everyone tells people run your own race run your own race but 
it's so hard to not get caught up in that energy of like just racing and then especially if you see other people i'm no i'm sure you saw a lot of familiar faces out there so you can get excited you can go like want to try to keep up with someone um like what has helped you kind of run your own race because it seems like that's what you do a lot and which makes you very successful because you're like i'm just gonna run my own race and my pace like can I elaborate on that of like what does running your own race means and how do you manage to run your own race yeah like so it's funny you mentioned that because at the beginning of the race so it was my friend Sandra and I who signed up for it and we were running together but for some reason she was running slower than usual and like I tried to keep that pace like okay maybe we could stay together and I felt like I was cramping because I was running too slow because for those who don't know, the first 25 miles is on like pavement, gravel. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's road. So it was significantly slow, 10, 50, 10, 30, even 10 minutes. I was like, oh my God, my legs are like, I feel like something's going on. Like this is too slow. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take off. Um, but because somebody like somebody like the day before told us, if you think you're running slow, run slower. I was like, oh my God, like, okay, you know? <laughs> so like, so it was a mistake. So the first five miles I was running slower than slow for, my, for me. And I was like, oh no, my body's feeling some type of way, like, no. Like I literally felt like I was gonna get a, 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 a like a cramp. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take off, have a good race. I'll see you out there. And in my head it was like, am I doing the right thing? Like, this is my first hundred, maybe I should run slower. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow my, my instincts and my training, and I'm just going to go. So I picked up the pace. I saw a few runners um, along the way, many familiar faces, which is nice to see. Um, but like you say, I always try to run my own race. Not try, I run my own race. Because, you know, if you catch, if you get caught up with somebody else, um, you could tire yourself. You know, if you guys are going back and forth. You know, you're just running faster than slowing down, running faster than slowing down. So you're just wasting energy. So I just focus on me, how I'm feeling, and I trust the training that I did. So I try not to ca like get caught up with anything. And just I just remember the goal is to finish. Like for that race, the goal was to finish, but deep down my goal was to sub-24. All along I went with that thought, like sub-24, but okay, finish. Um... So yeah, I, I saw a few friends out there um, and I was, I, it, was, it was nice to share miles with them. My friend Lauren from La Cañada, we were able to share a couple, four or five miles and she picked up the pace a little bit and I'm like, no, no, just, just go. I'm going to, I'm going to wait a little bit. Like I can't push the pace. So I let her go. I mean, you know, it is a race and you do get competitive, but then you also have to, to be mind like mindful and remind yourself okay what are you capable of like remember you know what you can do and don't don't go off somebody else's like let them go so I did um and I just I kept to myself I ran by myself a lot so did you have did you have a pacer did you have a pacer I, yes I had three and like I said my crew was the best um, I had my friend. What, what advice would you give for someone who, you know, they, maybe they're doing a first race with the crew, like what to look into when deciding who to crew for them? Like what, because I know you do a lot of crewing for Jerry. 
So you have experience as being a crew chief, but also a runner. Like what advice would you give someone looking into, you know what, I need a crew. Like, do they just pick random people? Just like anybody who's going to do the job or certain things that you should look into? You know, somebody that knows the sport, like the ultra running, somebody that has knowledge that they've probably done it themselves. I mean, they don't have to do hundreds or, you know, ultimate or big, big races, but they have some knowledge of the, the race, um, of, of crewing, you know, um, so uh, for me, honestly, when I picked the crew, I wanted somebody fun, somebody that knew what they were doing and somebody that knew me and they've known me, they've known me for about nine years now. So they know what I'm about. They know um, when they see me, at least they know when something's up or when something's going like, no, she, she, she's not asking herself. So they, they know me. So somebody that knows you, I think somebody that knows you and that knows the sport, what is he saying? Someone rapido, someone fast. <laughs> so yeah, like, so to pick my crew and honestly, it came easy. Um, I picked my friend, Victor Carrillo, Nancy um, Arriaga and her husband. Um, and so we did, and um, oh my God, why did, why did I just blank out and forgot his name? Babe, help. <laughs> so I literally just forgot his name. Um, uh, and he's on bad water. Oh my God, why am I blanking out? Um, babe, help. <laughs> so anyways, like fun crew, they're such fun people. Um, Victor, he, he was my first pacer and, um, Emilio, thank you, baby. Um, Emilio, he's done Badwater, actually first Central American who's done Badwater and finished it. So, which was amazing. Um, so they're just, and they've known each other for over 20 years. So they're just great people. So I, when I asked them, they said, yes. And Victor Carrillo, he's, they call him a Chivo because that man could run. Like he's, he's in his late fifties and that man could run. And they're so fun. Um, and I, like, I was telling the story of a few people, like he picked me up in mile 43, three beers in, he was hydrated. <laughs> you know, and then it was so funny because we like bought donut sh shorts and he's like, oh, I'm going to go my donut. And like, he was the donut man. Like everyone knew him out there while we were running. Oh, donut man. Oh, I would want to. Like, um, so I, like I said, I've known him for years and he was just a ball to have during those 20s plus. I think he, he did 23, 24 miles with me. It was just a ball. Um, and yeah, like that goal with him was to get me out of that canyon. Cause I remember we were running with a local and he's like, oh, we're going into, into mountain or uh, mountain lion County. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, we're always hearing stories of mountain <laughs> And I'm looking, I'm like, get me the F out of here before sunset. Like, let's go. He's like, okay. You know, but it was just so fun with him. Um, and then my next pacer was Emilio and he's paced, um, people for Western States and also for Rio. So he knew that part of the course because that part of the course is where Western States and Rio go through. Um, and it, I just love it because they're like, drink water. Are you eating? Are you hydrating? Um, you know, have you taken your CBD gummies? Cause I take CBD um, for my races, but I take it after probably mile 70. 
on. So they're constantly reminding me, are you eating? How do you feel? Do you need to walk a little? Like, okay, like, hey, this is flat, let's run. So somebody who knows how to like push you and encourage you and know the ups and downs and also to that, you know, they're willing to sacrifice their time because, you know, you have to invest two, three days in going out with you like that. And um, yeah, like he was a big help. And then lastly, Nancy, which I was like, oh no, girl power, like you have to finish with me. And it was just very like emotional for both of us because she had a freak accident two years ago where she fell running in the dark in Somar, not knowing she had split open her, like her knee area. So it was like, a year and a half of recovery and I know she had fear of running at night and she questioned me and we talked about it when she was pacing me like you know I didn't think I could do that so thank you so much for for doing this I'm like do like nobody else I would have thought but you to do this and yes you're capable of doing it and it was emotional for her emotional for me her sharing her story and I'm like able to share that with her it was it was awesome and yeah like she took me home and it was it was it was awesome <laughs> And when you crossed that finish line, I, I'm sure the hardest part was that Jerry wasn't able to be there, but I, he was alert and he was posting about you because that's how I was kind of following you was through his, his post. Um, it's it's kind of like, how did that feeling crossing that finish line, knowing that you subbed 24 hours, like were you in shock or were you just kind of reaffirming of like, yep, hard work pays off, like kind of that reassurance, like, because you worked hard for it. It's not like you just woke up and decided to run 100 miles two weeks before. Like, like you really worked hard for it. Like, how, how's that feeling? Like, how did you feel when you crossed that finish line and you hit your goal? Like, I actually thought Jerry was going to surprise me at the finish line. <laughs> oh, I, no. I was like, oh, he's going to be there. Because my crew would send him messages, but he wasn't responding. But he was he was at like it was peak of the season so he was at assignment by assignment and assignment so yeah he couldn't go it was unfortunate but like i i i don't know if the outcomes would have been the same like you know i i don't know like i'm sad that he couldn't go but at the same time i'm like grateful for my friends who were able to be there and then when i finished i was i think 10 minutes of, mm -hmm. i think it's up 24 by 10 minutes I like I knew I was gonna sub twenty four like when we were five miles out. Um, I didn't have any emotion. I didn't cry. Even my 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 crew said like you're not crying. I'm like, do I need to be crying? <laughs> like I don't know. Like I don't know. What, I was happy. Yeah. Tired, but then I was like, I felt okay. Like I don't know. Like it was. I had so many emotions. Like. I still even think about it and I look at the videos and I'm like, I, okay, I didn't cry, but I don't know how to express my, I was, I was happy. And yes, I know I was crossing the line saying, fuck yes, fuck yes. I did it. Like, fuck yes. You know? And like, yeah, I was just, I was happy. I was thrilled. Like I accomplished this goal, but like, as soon as I finished, I was like, okay, what's next? Like, and I kept like saying and like at my goal, like, okay, next go. Like, and I kept saying like Western States, Western States, Western States, and it happened, but. You manifested Western States. I, <laughs> it's usually you're a very strong manifester. You manifest 24 hours, you manifest 
you know, running this hundred miler, like you seem to be a person that you dedicate, you, once you commit to something, you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And like you said, you're just like anyone else. You had self-doubt. That's why you ran 50 Ks for so many years because you didn't feel like you were someone who can do more than a 50 K. You know, you probably knew you were capable of, but you were probably like, that's not my distance. Right. Um, or, or like you said, it was, the timing wasn't right. Um, yeah. And then, you know what, like, I think Jerry's seasons have been the busiest last year. I was alone a lot, like a lot. Mm -hmm. now, but to run and go see my family. Do you think that helped you kind of cope with Jerry not being home? Is just like fully dedicating to yourself, which that, I think that's a sign of being healthy relationship with yourself because you're not codependent of your partner. Like, oh, my partner's not here. So now I'm just going to like cry every day. I'm sure you're <laughs> sad. And I'm yeah. pretty sure there are nights where you wish he was there. But um i don't sleep when he's not here <laughs> oh you don't sleep there at home uh, no well i i sleep here but like i i don't fully sleep because i'm like oh i see what you mean i'm in a house by myself i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah well um congratulations myra that's an amazing accomplishment and i can't wait to see you crush um western states 100 there's a question there's a few questions here let's see what we got um a shout out to my friends because my friend Maria, Phoebe, Lehman, they would come out here. I would go over there and Sandra and we would run the, the runs together. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what talking about community, how do you feel having that community has influenced the experience of ultra running and trail running? Do you feel like it makes a difference? Do you feel like having a community, doing it by yourself? Because, you know, running is a solo sport. But then there's also that community aspect. How has the community aspect um, impacted you? It's, I mean, it's everything. You know, with the community, like, you get to know other people. I mean, a lot of people who I've met through their communities are literally like family now. You know, like, Lehman. My, Lehman is my brother from another mother. <laughs> you know, uh, Phoebe, Maria, like, honestly, you meet so many people through the running community, but be they become family. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, because, you know, you come together, and it's through the passion of running. And you could share that with them, you share it with other people. Um, and, you know, it continues, you share the knowledge with so many people out there um there's a question here what's your current watch of choice so what watch do you use to track your miles corals 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 wearables you like so, it yeah i do i've been using it for three years now and i have no issues with it whatsoever i enjoy it um i mean i i might be biased about it i am an ambassador for them but i have no problems with it i it tracks everything that I need to track, the mileage, the distance, you know, the time. Did you have to charge it for your 100 miler? Not at all. And I, I heard the battery life, the battery life is like forever. <laughs> it's amazing. I still have like 20%. And so I didn't even charge it a week after that or more. Oh, wow. So honestly, the battery life is, is life, pretty much. Um. Have you ever been sidelined from an injury? If so, what did you do to continue or keep up with your conditioning and recovery? So I guess we can move to now what, what currently your current situation right now. So after Rio, 
kind of you know you walk us through that right now kind of what your training's looking at right now kind of like the you know you're not injured but you are experiencing some you know discomfort that you're trying to figure out before you get into your training um i think this is a good question here with ro so i finished rio and with any race i give myself time off completely off from running so i take two weeks after any race um for rio i took a little longer than the two weeks but um i like to give that love to my my body from the extreme that we we do um and so after rio i finished and then i had a toe infection <laughs> so i had some procedures done on my toes and so i was not running and then i started running again and i started feeling a discomfort like on my right ankle like a little bit on the bottom so in this situation because i knew what was what's coming i right away called my doctor and made an appointment of course like i exaggerate it um, so i'm seeing a pt right now for um for exercises and then i got x-rays done today and i got the results nothing abnormal which is great so next is an mri i'm probably pushing a lot like i'm probably exaggerating it's probably not that much my my pt told me it's literally weakness i'm experiencing weakness on my ankles my knees and my hips which is causing the pain because it's like a pull um so i'm doing my exercise my t my pt exercises but i'm still pushing for an mri just to be safe like i said i think i'm going the extreme right now just because i know what's at stake um but of course I also see vision for I see rich from vision for enrichment um like I say when I'm in in the deep of training I get biweekly massages and after real I drop the ball I should have gotten a massage after like a flush after the race and I felt to do that when I usually do but so much happened and then um Jerry and I got covid so that was something else and I had a massage scheduled that week and I couldn't get it um but yeah like when i'm sidelined i cycle i i don't do my exercises i'm not going to lie i'm going to throw it in there and say oh but we should but i i i that's my weakness and i swim i like swimming i like i, I hate running in the in the water it's something that that i did in the past i had a marathon and i literally swam for my life every single day if it was an hour or two up to 3 hours i would aqua jog and i would toe the line and be able to to run the race which is crazy but i don't recommend it um but yeah like if i need to take that break i would i will do other exercises like i said cycle swimming i love swimming um so i I'll, i'll do that so that at least i could exercise because if not i probably be the grinch <laughs> They'll probably kick me out of the house if I didn't. <laughs> so you find ways. So you try not to get caught up in like, oh no, I can't run anymore. So now I'm just gonna lay in bed and not do anything. You you try to figure out other things that well, like what focusing on what you can do, right? Okay, so what can I do? I can do the walks. I can do, I can go to the swimming pool. I can do some yoga if that's something that anybody can just focusing on the can, right? What is our body still capable of doing? Yeah. Thankfully, you know, most cases 
you know, there, there's situations where you can't even walk, right? Or situations where you're handicapped or like, you know, you have the crutches or a wheelchair or stuff like so. Sometimes you, sometimes you just have to be grateful for what our body can do. And someone said there's no extreme for your health. And that is true. And I think you taking the precautions of getting the x-ray, the MRI, and the doctor's <laughs> telling you, nope, you're good. I think that will probably make you less hesitant of going all in on your new training block. And I, and I think that's very important because when you go into a training block and you already have some sort of discomfort, like you're starting off with a base, right? So you shouldn't feel discomfort running three, five miles. Uh, so it's important to listen to your body. So thank you, Myra, for sharing that importance of listening to our body. Um, quick, another question. Did you ever consider quitting or giving up for the 100 miler? Nope. That was not on my plan, no. It, it never crossed my mind, like they said, I was happy for the entire race. I hate saying it, but I, I felt good. I felt really good. So it never crossed my mind, like, whatsoever. Train, train hard, right? You train yeah. hard. Train hard when easy. <laughs> yeah. I always say that I'm going to stop. Like, I mean, doing my training runs, I think doing my training runs, when I was alone doing 35 miles, shit, I wanted to quit. Like, I called... <laughs> I think I called Jerry. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. He's like, you got to keep going. Like, just, you know, get out of that funk. Or, like, I'll text my coach. Like, I'm done. I'm at 20 miles. I can't keep going. He's like, think of it as if you're in your race. Like, what are you going to do if you're feeling like that in your race? Mentally, you have to fight it. Then you have to get out that funk. Because if it's happening here, it could happen in your race. So we just have to, you know, work with our mind or, like, distract yourself from what you're going through to just keep going. And we have another question here. Do you hate running on windy days as much as I do? You know what? We got a treadmill for that same reason. Um, <laughs> very, okay, so it was so funny because one of my training runs, I went to the aqueduct and it's like, it's higher than where we live. And I look like a crazy person. I was running like, Ooh, and the wind was blowing me and I was just running away and I was doing videos. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it gets bad. It could get bad. Um, I think that was the only time that I did that. I'm like, never again. And my mom was like, here with me because Jerry was at a fire. So she comes to sleep over with me a lot, which I'm thankful for. And she was supposed to watch like, Spas loca? Like, it's so windy, the car's even shaking. I'm like, mom, I need eight miles. I, I got to do it. And, like, I was so tired of the treadmill. I love the treadmill now. Like, I've gotten used to it. But I was like, no, nah, I'm here. Like, I drove here. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run. I'll be back. So I put music, and I, I left. And she's like, pareces una mona moviéndote. <laughs> I literally, I thought I was going to get blown away. Obviously, I'm exaggerating. But that's how much the wind was blowing <laughs> So Frankie, I understand you, but I get it done. Like you, like when these. Other did, it, did it give you extra distance? Did it push you to give you more miles, kind of thing? Oh my! I was literally like weight training, like you know, you're you're pushing and you're like against the wind. Oh, you're going against the wind. Oh boy! So like you said, we have to train in all weathers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's important. Even even uh, I was watching this funny video of like some woman she was like oh it's snow time it's the perfect time to run right it was like this funny and then like she it's like the, the news and then she goes and then she falls and slips yeah. I was like oh no and she's like she's fine 
But um, okay, I know we're moving close to the end of this, but I do want to cover a topic because it's something I'm personally interested in. And it's a little bit more on the personal side, but I think it's important to talk about it because I think as female athletes, this may be especially ultra running. So they say ultra running, the prime age is between 35 to 45, right? Like that's, that's the golden, that's the golden decade. 35 to 45, you're 34 years old, right? You're going to be 35 early, later this year. And, you know, around that age, mid-30s, it's when we, you know, traditionally or for the most part, that's when we get married, you start looking into having kids. And I know you posted last year after getting the home, like, oh, maybe, maybe a baby next year kind of thing. Um, and I'm sure Jerry wants a baby, so... <laughs> But kind of, kind of like what I, what I kind of, how does that impact, you know, you're a very passionate, very talented ultra runner, but, you know, kind of balancing that, right? Balancing like, when do I time this? Or have you thought about it? I'm sure like that conversation with, between you and Jerry of like, you know, like we really have to think about, do I want to wait as much as possible to have a kid? Do, do you want to just, you know, see what happens and kind of let timing just decide for itself? Like, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm also in my early thirties too. And as an ultra runner, it's kind of like, I want to see what other women kind of what, what's going on through their mind. Like, how are they going through this? Like thinking of it's such a hard topic. It is, it really is. And you know, um, for, like, not unfortunately, cause it's a beautiful thing, but for women, like we're always like, we have that label, like, oh, we have the timing, like the, you know, your time's up, like, but I mean, I see people having kids at 40, my cousin 43 just had a baby perfectly fine. Um, you know, they consider it being more high risk when it's 35 and above, um, you know. Are we gonna do this? Are we not gonna do this? Like we said last year, we said this year and we keep switching it. Um, it's scary. I mean, even to think about it, like shoot, like no, 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 like no, 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 like, okay. Okay, like let's think about it. Do we really? Because <laughs> your lifestyle is gonna change. Like it, it, it's gonna change. Of course, it's gonna be a new beautiful chapter with the child. Um, I mean, he is older. He's ten years older. So I, we've we've talked about it. Like I'm gonna meet you halfway. Um, you know, and we had said this year, but then Western states happened. So we're like, okay, let's push it back. <laughs> so it's. It's always something, and then they push you back, and then he's like, "Oh, I want you to do AC 100." I'm like, "Oh, pues. like, you know, like, like." You want me to be an ultra runner? Do you want me to be a mom? <laughs> so I mean, that when the time's right, hopefully, like you said, this year, next year, um, we want to have a family. It's one birth. I don't care what it is. One birth. <laughs> <laughs> and something like that people don't know jerry is a twin and my <laughs> is a split. So chances are high that's a baby and if i have more than one i'm just kidding um but yeah so the chances are high and it's scary like you know like shit like I, like what are you doing twins like, <laughs> like no but like no, we, we've talked about it. We do want them. Um, like you said, I'm going to meet them halfway. It's, it's, and when the time's right, it's right. Like maybe after Western States, that'll be our, uh, what is it? The, 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 the last mile. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're like, all right, this is it, you know, and, you know, and that's what I kind of thought too. I was like, oh, what if the reason I actually, when I saw you jump from 50k, so I'm like, oh, she's really jumping. Maybe she just wants to do this hundred miler before she has a baby. Like maybe this is why she decided to just like, I just need to experience this hundred miler distance before you know and now that you got western states you can't lose this oppor amazing opportunity right you got very lucky because yes. many people apply five six years to try to get to this amazing race um but then you also hear stories there's this woman who gave birth and literally while she's racing she's like breastfeeding her child yes that was like, like you hear these crazy stories right I was there i was like damn this is a she's a badass like you know like she's like literally breastfeeding right here um yeah and you know women are capable of so much like women are so strong if we could bring a life into the world there's so much that we we could do and capable of you know i've heard stories of friends who who run and then have children and, it, and it's a hard balance you know because like they say your life is going to change and then i also think of okay like he's gone most of the time. Like, what am I going to do with a child? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, thankfully I have family who will be super supportive and friends like that are already saying like, hurry up. Like, you know, I want to push a child in the stroller. I was like, I hope you keep your word. Like when that happens, you know, but no, I think that running is running. I mean, we don't get paid for it. We're not, you know, paid athletes. So when the time is right, we'll have a baby and, that's that. I mean, it, like, I admire um, Katie and Dominic. Well, I don't know if you follow them, but what they do with their girls is, like, mind-blowing. I just love to see those little girls because they're, what, like, two, three, or one? And he's out there with them skiing, and they love it. You know, they'll put them on a pack, and they'll go hike, or they'll go run, or whatever they need to do, they they just, you know, do it as a family. So I think that's something that him and I will hopefully be able to do if, you know, we, we get to that time where we have a baby. Um, we'll continue to support each other and hopefully we could continue to run. I know it'll be a, a challenge, but it's doable. <laughs> and, and you, I mean, what, and there's one thing we've learned through ultra running that at the end of the day, sacrifices, right? It's those early morning wake-up calls. It's those no say no to Friday nights with friends and going out to these parties. It's like it's so much sacrifice and having a child is just another. You know, you you have to put. You know, it's a sac. It's not necessarily you're sacrificing for your child, but you prioritize your kid. You prioritize family. Prioritize your relationship. So it might not look the same as it is now, which you know obviously wouldn't because it's different. But it doesn't mean it can't work in a different way. Yeah. Um, so you can still do runs you can I know I have a friend um, where he's an ultra runner and he's he does he still does 100 milers and his wife had a baby I think now he's like two or three years old and when he was a baby like he literally stroller runs go with the stroller they're running with the stroller and he would just do road runs yeah. um, to train for 100 mile trail runs but he's like hey 35 miles is all I can do I'm gonna those hours that I can do he knows he's gonna suffer in race day but it doesn't stop him. You know, I feel like when someone really wants something bad enough, you figure out a way how to make it work. And of course, with family and friends support, it it uh, it makes all the big difference. Um, and it seems like you do have a lot of people around you that love you both and support you both. So um, thank you for being open and sharing this because I feel like, you know, some, some of us may be a little shy, like, I don't know what I want to do. Or, you know, you think about how is that going to change my life? And it's it's hard. It's a hard, it's very hard. It's a hard topic for us women in general. Yeah. Whether or not, it's, it's, it's hard. 
yeah. going to change drastically. I think we have one more question here. Um, I think it says, how many, <laughs> I'll just post it. How many modelos post 100? So how, how many, so he must know something that, that we don't know. <laughs> Hi, hi Miguel. He also lives in Palmdale. <laughs> okay. Um, hi Miguel from Palmdale. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a trick question, Miguel? <laughs> the Waffle Boys? I don't know. <laughs> um. All right, Mara. So I I know we're over time. I want to thank you for joining us, but I do want to kind of I I like to ask this question at the end of uh, every show. And it's pretty much any words of wisdom, encouragement you want to give for women that are into, want to get into trail running, ultra running, who are looking into challenging themselves in the next distance, either running their first 50 mile or 100 mile or 100K or, you know, like what words of advice or encouragement do you want to leave them with? Just do it. <laughs> it's scary, um, but the process and the progress of it all is going to be worth it. Um, you know, get out there. when, like, Don't be intimidated to run with faster people. Um, you know, as long as you're all there, just do it. I was, I was like that before. I wouldn't run with faster people. I was too scared or intimidated, and I stopped. Um, and it, I think it was one of the greatest decisions I made because – you little by little you get faster so just be open to joining groups that are faster than you um doing things that you're uncomfortable with um but just throw yourself out there i mean what's the worst that could happen right <laughs> so just just be open and be adventurous and just just do it there you heard it guys just do it don't overthink it just pull the trigger jump go for it you just never know until you try so and there's yeah. that rumor that now we just found out that Myra loves micheladas so next what? time you guys see her at a finish line <laughs> is that, that true you know what it is yes but you know why I like micheladas like I don't drink but when I drink is micheladas because I love the rim the um the tahine and like oh yes yes Ro I do love micheladas when I with bro <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because my boyfriend loves michis but uh -huh. I, I i just I, i'll eat the rim from his drink <laughs> i won't eat the drink I'm like this is tomato juice this is not <laughs> that candy um is it tamarindo mm -hmm. i love the tamarindo so yeah i do love michiladas <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much myra for joining me tonight joining us thank you everyone who joined us tonight and who asked questions um, if you came late in the show or want to rewatch it, I will save it in my IG, uh, my IG profile so you can go back and reference anything that Myra shared today. Make sure you guys follow Myra. She is going to be training soon for Western States 100, which is a very, very big race. Um, if you don't know about Western States, I highly recommend watching um, Billy Yang's video, Western States, about four women running Western States. Um, highly recommend that video too. So, um, if you guys have a, a life in a day, life in a day, there you go, life in a day. So, you guys can search that on YouTube, Life in a Day by Billy Yang. Um, but make sure you guys follow Myra and thank you so much, Myra, and best of luck. Uh, can't wait to see you crush your new next training block. 
And if there's a baby, make sure you let us all know. Because <laughs> so, we all want to cheer and root for you. And so you still kill it and crush it. So um, thank you, everyone. Uh, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye. Having me. Have a good night, everyone.